This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad on the evening edition. It's time for Pope Pope Parliament where we bring you updates from the Day One Riot. Today's session kicked off with a discussion on our sports industry following our performance in the 2023 SEA Games in Cambodia. So just to recap, we finished in 7th place with 34 gold, 45 silver and 97 bronze. Uh, this has been our worst achievement since 1959. Pase Mas MP Fadli Shari wanted to know what the next course of action was going to be. So, of course, the Minister of Youth and Sports, Hannah Yeo, took this one and she started off by saying that one of the reasons we failed to achieve our 40 gold medal target was because Cambodia had cancelled several sporting events which had been targeted uh, for 18 gold medals uh, and changed a few rules regarding age. This therefore narrowed down our overall chances of winning. Dia, untuk makluman yang berhormat, pada temasya kali ini, negara tuan rumah Cambodia telah mengambil keputusan untuk tidak mempertandingkan beberapa acara yang dijangka memberi harapan 18 pingat emas kepada Malaysia dan memperkenalkan beberapa sukan tradisi negara mereka yang menawarkan 93 pingat emas. Selain itu, negara tuan rumah juga telah menyenaraikan ramai atlet import dalam acara sukan utama dan mengubah beberapa peraturan berkaitan peringkat umur. Kesemua perkara tersebut telah menyempitkan peluang Malaysia untuk meraih pingat bagi kontingen negara secara keseluruhannya. So in response to what the government would do next, Hannah said that they will focus on sports that have the potential to bring back uh, many medals, such as swimming and athletics, among others. The ministry will also hold engagement sessions with athletes to hear about the challenges that they experienced. All this will be done to ensure that we have a better chance at the next SEA Games. Now, the Passe Mas MP uh, then asked about the statement that Hannah had made uh, previously at a press conference. He said that our sports had been a victim of political instability that the nation had gone through the last five years. He wanted the minister to explain this. And if it was the case, what the government was planning to do to ensure that politics doesn't interfere in sports. Here's what he said in full. Saya setuju bahawa pasukan yang ketuai oleh Bapak Menteri, Menteri punya masa yang singkat untuk membuat persiapan bagi menghadapi sukansi ini. Namun saya merujuk pada kenyataan Bapak Menteri apabila menyebut bahawa ketidakstabilan politik di antara punca kepada pencapaian sukansi. Saya rasa ramai yang kurang faham dengan kenyataan ini kerana kalau kita melihat dengan menyebut beberapa negara Kenya, Cuba dan Serbia politik mereka tidaklah lebih stabil daripada kita tetapi dari sudut sukannya mereka agak perform itu tidak menyebut lagi Palestin yang negara berperang tapi pasukan bola sepaknya ranking lebih tinggi daripada Malaysia jadi soalannya kalau Ibu Amat Menteri menyebut ketidakstabilan politik itu menyebabkan uh, pencapaian dalam sukan itu terjejas apakah yang dilakukan oleh Ibu Amat Menteri untuk masa ke depan bagi memastikan bahawa apa jua yang berlaku di dalam politik tidak menjejaskan uh, sukan kerana sukan ini milik semua terima kasih Hannah first explained that these countries that Fadli cited hadn't participated in the SEA Games. She then said that the change of government in the past few years meant that whoever held the position at the time wouldn't have had enough time to prepare. She also said that these changes in administration had interrupted the budget and allocations meant to provide athletes with the best facilities to train. Sukan prestasi tinggi, ah, jangan ketawa kerana nanti saya ada fakta sini untuk membuktikan bagaimana pencapaian atlet kita memang terganggu. Okay. 
uh, dalam empat tahun yang lepas kita telah bertukar tiga Perdana Menteri dan uh, tiga Menteri Belia dan Sukan. Sejak Mei 2013, Menteri uh, KBS pada masa itu, KJ, mempunyai 61 bulan untuk buat persiapan sukan-sukan. Julai 2018, Syed Saddiq mempunyai hanya 20 bulan untuk membuat persiapan sebelum langkah Sheraton berlaku. Kemudian, Rizal Merikan, 18 bulan. Peja Faizal Azumu dengan izin, 16 bulan. Dalam 4 tahun, tiga menteri bertukar-tukar dan setiap kali kita bertukar, ada penukaran uh, board members dengan izin, budget juga dan fokus. She also said that the budget 2022 that was announced in 2021 um, that within that no allocations had been given to the podium program which then led to internal issues. Dalam butiran budget 2022 yang dibentangkan pada Oktober 2021 tidak ada dinyatakan peruntukan yang diberikan untuk program podium bagi tahun 2022. Ini telah menyebabkan pihak Masjid Sukan Negara terpaksa menyusun semula program persediaan atlet ke arah temasyah sukan utama bagi tahun 2022 antaranya Sukan Sea Vietnam, Commonwealth Games, Birmingham Games, Asian Games dan uh, untuk China uh, untuk tahun ini Asia Games. Kesannya seramai 220 orang atlet tidak dapat meneruskan latihan memandangkan tiada peruntukan khusus diberikan untuk pelaksanaan program latihan senior di bawah program podium. Pada masa yang sama, MSN terpaksa mengagih dan menggunakan peruntukan dalaman bagi memastikan elang latihan atlet dan gaji jurulatih diteruskan tanpa penangguhan untuk tidak menjejaskan prestasi atlet yang sedang dalam latihan. Keadaan ini berlarutan bagi tempoh 2 bulan dari Januari hingga Februari 2022. Kementerian mengambil inisiatif memohon kepada Kabinet untuk mendapatkan peruntukan program podium dan telah dipersetujui di bawah rancangan Malaysia ke-12 sebanyak 240 juta dari tahun 2022 hingga 2025 iaitu 60 juta setahun pada 23 Februari 2022. Setiap kali kita ada perubahan seperti ini apabila ada allowance ter- tertangguh dan gaji jurulatih juga tertangguh kerana bajet ini tak ada. Okey, ini memberi kesan kepada latihan mereka kerana ada yang perlu ke luar negara dan uh, saya ada bincang dengan atlet dan persatuan. Betul mereka menyatakan dalam 4 tahun ini sementara kita sibuk di sini berpolitik dan uh, negara-negara jiran kita telah maju ke hadapan. That was Youth and Sports Minister Hannah Yeo. Um, lots of back and forth there about our nation's uh, sporting achievements. Let us know, were you disappointed by our results at the recently held SEA Games? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Moving on, MPs discuss the issue of academic certificates allegedly being sold by higher, sorry, private higher education institutions. This involves degrees, masters, and PhD uh, certificates. Hulu Trunganu MP Datuk Rosol Wahid was the one who brought this matter up, and he's asked uh, the government to. 
Uh, explain what it plans to do to control and address this problem. So, Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Dato Yusuf Abdal, explained that the ministry would take immediate action if such a case happens, but that they hadn't received any reports on this so far. Russell then claimed that in the past, there had been some politicians who held fake certificates, and he wanted to know what the government would do to guarantee that this wouldn't happen again in the future. So the Deputy Minister responded that, yeah, he'd heard about this as well. But since, again, no actual cases had been reported, no indictments had happened, it wasn't within their power to take action. He also said that cases of forged certificates shouldn't be pinned on private institutions, but instead on the individuals who had committed forgery. Kita di pihak kementerian memang ada mendengar cerita-cerita sedemikian. Tetapi setelah... Mereka berdendangkan ini tak nampak pula yang ada di dakwah. Jadi maksud dia kita tak boleh ambil apa nama tindakan atas dasar matlamat seperti yang diwar-warkan. Kalaupun betul ada, kita mintalah yang berhormat juga lah kemukakan bukti bahawa ada siapa yang memegang sijil yang palsu ini. Di bawah kementerian kita, bila kita mengiktiraf sijil palsu ini, ialah pertamanya... Ia adalah satu sijil yang memang tidak diiktiraf ini oleh pihak MQA kita iaitu yang berikan kelayakan ke atas program ataupun ijazah yang dikeluarkan. Demikian juga sijil pasu ini tidak semestinya berlaku daripada punca institusi itu. Ia juga boleh menjadi punca ada forgery yang dilakukan oleh individu yang tidak bertanggungjawab. Dalam soal ini, semua ini menjadi suatu perkara yang memerlukan kita bukti yang nyata. That was Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Datuk Yusuf Abdal. Uh, let us know, have you heard of any cases involving fake certificates? Who do you think the responsibility for this should fall on? The institutions, the individual or the ministry? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Moving on, Tampin MP Datuk Muhammad Isa Muhammad Isa wanted the government to explain the requirements um, that flood victims need to prove that they're eligible to apply for and receive assistance. Uh, the MP also wanted to know why flood assistance aid has been, um, yeah, has taken so long to be channeled to victims. And in response to that, Datuk Wilson Ugak Kumbung, uh, the Deputy Minister in the Prime Minister's Department in charge of Sabah and Sarawak Affairs and Special Duties, was the one who responded to this. Uh, he said that all victims whose houses were affected by the floods were eligible to receive aid. Yeah, answering why it took so long to, for aid to reach the victims, the Deputy Minister said that the funds had been channeled, in fact, to every state and it was the state's responsibility to allocate those funds uh, accordingly. Now, the champion MP had some pushback on this, but was advised to talk to state governments in question. Here's a, a little bit of that exchange. Pihak NAGMA ini telah menyalurkan peruntukan awal diarah oleh pengurusi bentana, bencana negara kita yang dipengurusi klien yang berhormat, yang berhormat uh, Tembalan Padang Menteri sendiri. Supaya peruntukan di, dihantar ke negeri uh, seperti Negeri Sembilan, kita mengantar pasal 1, 1 juta, pasal 2, kita mengantarkan 7 juta keseluruhannya keseluruhannya 8 juta untuk negeri Sembilan. Jadi kita tidak mau apa nama memberi kesusahan kepada mangsa-mangsa yang terlibat dalam banjir itu yang berumat. Jadi uh, mengenai pasti itu semua layak keseluruhan sebahagian bantuan pengunan ter- 
Pemunan bertindih kepada ketua isi rumah yang sama juga. Pemunan daripada mereka yang tidak layak dan maklumat pemunan tidak lengkap dan tidak tepat. Jadi proses ini berumat adalah uh, kita akan membayar sangat menerusi uh, pengurusi bencana banjir daerah dan negeri dan setiausaha kerajaan negeri sendiri duit dah sampai yang berhormat tapi setakat hari ni 266 tu tak dapat apa lagi walaupun wang ehsan tak dapat apa-apa lagi tapi yang berhormat yang berhormat itu pulang kepada kerajaan negeri pihak kita kita telah salurkan seperti saya kata tadi jadi saya percaya yang berhormat boleh jumpa dengan setiausaha kerajaan negeri minta tolong minta tolong sangat-sangat yang berhormat minum kopi yang berhormat dengan saya masalah ni belanja kopi sikit terima kasih so, um, you just heard Datuk Wilson Ugak Kumbong, Deputy Minister of Sabah and Sarawak Affairs and Special Functions, uh, as well as Tampin MP Datuk Muhammad Isa Muhammad Isa, as well as a little bit of Deputy Speaker Alice Lau. Finally, let's move on to the ruckus that happened after block vote was called by the opposition chief whip, Datuk Sri Takiuddin Hassan. So, this was what went down. According to the order paper, two government businesses were scheduled for reading today. The second reading for the Sustainable Energy Development Authority Bill 2023 and Renewable Energy Bill 2023. Now, because the order of business was so short, this allowed the opportunity for the opposition, RRMP Datuk Sri Dr. Shahidan Kasim, to call for his motion on border CCTVs to be heard and debated. But the Deputy Minister in the PM's Department for Sabah, Sarawak Affairs and Special Duties called for a motion to complete the government's business stated in the order paper. The motion proposed that proceedings today will only be adjourned after both the bills have their second and third readings tabled. So the call for the block vote was done after the opposition MPs uh, questioned why the bill was being rushed uh, in the first week of Parliament sitting. Deputy Speaker Dato Ramli Mohamad Noor then approved the call for a block vote. The opposition was defeated, however, with 83 MPs agreeing to proceed with the government's business in the order paper, while 52 opposed it. After that, most of the opposition MPs walked out and held a press conference in which they said the government wasn't serious about parliamentary functions. They said that the result of the block vote was proof that the government had wanted to, quote, go home early. So that's all we have for today. Just to recap, the MPs discussed our performance at the SEA Games and the Youth and Sports Minister's statement that our political instability was one of the reasons we performed poorly there. Uh, we also heard about fake certificates being issued from, uh, well, fake certificates from higher education institutions and who should be taking responsibility over that, um, requirements for flood victims and why some funds hadn't reached some victims. And there was a block vote that happened in Parliament today as well. So if you have thoughts on any of these, keep them coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish feudal mentality. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.23. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn, with Sharmila. Apparently, I feel like being Lynn today. <laughs> with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. Uh, on Pope Pope Parliament, we've heard about a number of issues, among them our poor performance at the SEA Games, but also on the issue of fake certificates of, uh, fake certificates of higher education. Um We've been asking you for your thoughts. Send them through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note that's come in. This is from Azmin. 
the amount of leeway that a home country gets in changing, adding sports, removing sports is a bit ridiculous. Is there is there anything in the provisions or the or, or the rules that you know, we can or has has to be changed to prevent these things from happening? This this careless manipulation in order just to get more medals. Asmin, I completely agree with you. I think when I first found out about the prerogatives of the home country in determining these uh, what what games get uh, allowed, uh, I, I was shocked too because it means some, several things, right? One is that the teams that have been you know athletes have been preparing for months or years for the games suddenly don't get to compete because their game is no longer there, as uh, Hannah, you're the minister, explained, uh, and also the idea that the home country gets to to uh, sort of design a game, the events, around what is advantages to them. Now, that is, I think, also kind of scandalous. But it's been happening for so long, right? It's almost become part and parcel of the quote-unquote privilege of being the host. Um, and it's something that, like, for for ages now, I've wondered about. Well, okay, so we're going to have to find, I mean, I think what Asmin, you rightly point to is, it, are there rules, I mean, in the chart of the SEA Games that somehow should inhibit this kind of behavior? And, and you rightly use the word, I think manipulation is the word. Keep your thoughts coming. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.